everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through August 21st in in just a few days. The Junior Grand Prix starts. It does. But before we get there, let's talk a little bit about why we're coming to you guys a day later. Yes. So events are usually still going on on Sunday. And now that the Junior Grand Prix is starting, it's really difficult to kind of slot in a time to record that is going to match up with events ending. So Gina and I decided that we would try to do this on Mondays instead, releasing it on Tuesday morning. So it will be available at 9 a.m. Eastern time on Tuesday morning, just a day later. There's also a lot of news that comes out on Mondays. And I feel like we miss the opportunity to talk about it until like a week later. So Yeah. (laughs) yeah, we definitely want to be able to do that. Yeah, I was noticing just recently the rosters for the Junior Grand Prix, the challengers are coming out. They come out Monday mornings and we're dropping an episode and then it's a whole week later that we get to talk about those rosters that came out. So I think this is a better for us. I know, especially mm-hmm. when we get into the Grand Prix um, with, you know, definitely Skate America, where the competition is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and the Nationals events are on Sunday too. This will work better so that we're not telling you, oh, by the way, we recorded early. You're going to need to check the show notes for those results. So you'll have everything just, we're coming to you Tuesday and you don't have to go searching for anything because it will have it all there for you just a day later. Absolutely. Speaking of rosters, Gina, They're still changing. I notice daily changes to some of the Junior Grand Prix rosters. Most likely, athletes are either being moved from one event to another, or there's an injury. And it's hard to know if they're actually, like, withdrawing from the competition, or if the Federation is just changing who's competing at that event. Yeah, I know I've been... I hate people using the word withdraw just openly without saying they withdrew because of injury or they are, you know, being put somewhere else. I just don't like the word withdraw because I think fans just go, what happened? Unless you give some reason behind the withdraw because there are changes going on. Um, Federations put... everybody that they want to possibly send to a competition out on this roster. And then they're changing things around constantly. Um, I know, I think I noticed today that there was um, a federation added Mm -hmm. some skaters to a competition. So things are constantly changing around. So if you see somebody has withdrawn, don't, oh my God, panic. It's it's automatically an injury because that may not be the case. So that's why I hate when the word withdraw kind of gets thrown out there that so-and-so has withdrawn because their name is no longer appearing on the roster. 
Um, it's okay to use the word withdraw if you put in why, um, then right. it gives it a little bit, but sometimes we don't know, you know, that's not going to come right out that a federation is switching people around or moving, you know, moving things and stuff like that. So, well, and in the case of, um, as we're going to be talking about right now, the junior grand prix event in Bangkok, Thailand, uh, Jenna Hauer and Benjamin Starr did withdraw from this competition. It was indicated on the U.S. Figure Skating International Assignments page. So we know that it indeed is an actual withdrawal from the competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, not 100% sure what's going on, but hope that if there is an injury or something that they're on the men soon. But let's talk a little bit about this Junior Grand Prix event that's uh, taking place this week. I can't believe the season really is getting into full swing with this International Junior Grand Prix series from yes. the ISU. It means we're going to get Ted Barton, Mark Hanready back again. Um, hopefully, I, I haven't seen anything posted online, so I'm hoping that they're going to be doing uh, double duty on the announcing, and I guess we'll see soon enough. Um, in the women's event, we're going to see... Ami Nakai, who is the World Junior Bronze Medalist, and also Canada's Junior Champion, Hedy Shi. For the men, we're going to be seeing Japan's Ryo Nakata and South Korea's Minku So, um, both medaled on the Junior Grand Prix last year. And in dance, we have France's Selena Fragi and Jean-Hans Fourneau going head-to-head with Leah Nesset and Artem Markalov. Those two teams finish very close to each other at Junior Worlds. We're going to see just how close they are at this event. There's also a team from South Africa, which we don't always get to see. So I'm excited to see a team from one of the other ISU members that we're not normally getting to see out at, on this series or at competition. So that's going to be great. Yeah, Daphne, and there is also a woman and a man skating from South Africa as well. So they have representation in every discipline um, at the jun- the first Junior Grand Prix. So that's great. It is. And I have to say, um, IceDance.com's Harumi Akabane is going to be on site. So there will be photos from this competition, probably posted next week. So be oh, watching cool. for those. But moving on, let's get into our event results. It was kind of a busy week of domestic competitions, as well as internationals. The Asian Trophy took place with Dai Wei Dai from China winning the senior men and Zhang Yi An winning senior women. Well, we had an NQS event for singles. This took place in Minnesota. The women's event was won by Ren Warren Jacobson. Now, Ren has been competing three weeks in a row. So this was her third competition in three weeks. So um, I hope she's getting a little break, but congrats to Ren there. Uh, senior men, Jordan Muller com- um, won the event. And this is his first competition since the 2021-2022 season. So it's nice to see him back. And junior women was won by Lila Gibson and junior men, Nicholas Brooks. Skate Ontario had the sectional series for August. The women's event, Gabrielle Daleman won with Alec Ginsberg winning the men's event. 
Just off note, Stephen Gogolev led after the short program, but withdrew or never planned to skate the free skate. Sometimes with these summer competitions, that's mm-hmm. what you get. A skater is going to skate just one portion of the event. Um, so that's what happened here. There were no other senior competitors. They did have junior and novice events, pre-novice at this competition. However, um, you can check our show notes for a link to those results so you can check them out. While the BC Yukon Summer Skate also took place this past week, the women's event was won by Yuliana Shurveva. The men's event was won by Alexa Rakek. And dance won by Romy Malcolm and Kobe Chant, and they were the only entry. Also of note going on right now is Light, which was organized by choreographer Andrea Vittori's company, Giaccio Spedicolo, included a cast of some pretty big names, Carolina Costner, Keegan Messing, Sarah Conti, and Nicola Machi, Nicole Schott, Lucas Britsky, just to name a few. And this took place between August 14th through the 20th in Italy. And our good friend, Jordan, from On Ice Perspectives, was on hand for that. Yeah, that looked really cool. Well, moving on to general skating news, as we mentioned at the beginning, rosters started, you know, came out and we had three events with rosters that came out last Monday. Um, one being Lombardia Trophy, which is the first event of the 2023-2024 Challenger Series. The event is September 8th to the 10th in Bergamo, Italy. For the men, Yuma Kagiyama was one of the men that will be competing, and I'm excited to see him. Um, looking forward to him being back. For the women, Hana Yoshida and Sheyan Kim from Korea. Um, so there's a really good women's roster there. Um, exciting to see the pairs. Uh, it's led by the Italian pairs teams, the three Italian pairs teams, including Sarah Conti and Niccolo Machi. So nice to see the Italian teams go head to head here. And in dance, it's those six time Lombardia champions, Charlene Guinard and Marco Fabri. I'm thinking they're going to try it for number seven. Yeah, Gina, and we're going to get the debut of Katarina Moraskova and Daniel Morazek, and they get to go to head with other sibling team, Natalie Tashlerova and Philip Tashler. I think it's going to be cool to see how they stack up. The U.S. is sending three teams, of course, and it's headlined by Caroline Green and Michael Parsons in their season debut. Moving on to the Autumn Classic, which is the second event of the 2023-2024 Challenger Series, taking place from September 14th through the 16th in Montreal. The men is headlined by Ilya Malinin, as well as Soda Yamamoto. Kaori Sakamoto and Brady Tanell headline the women's event. Pairs, we have our world champions Riku Miura and Ryuchi Kihara as well as Canadian favorites Deanna Stellato-Dudek and Maxime Deschamps. So for dance, it's an IM showdown <laughs> with nine of the 12 teams training at one of the two campuses for Ice Academy of Montreal. This event is headlined by Marjorie Lejoie and Zachary Laga, as well as Allison Reed and Solius and Brulevicious. Um, 
Team USA, we've got Ava Pate and Logan By, and the debut of Katarina Wolf-Kostin, Dmitry Sarevsky. Yeah, that was funny when I looked at the roster and saw that it was basically most of the teams from Montreal. It was kind of fun. Um, yeah. We'll be seeing those coaches at the kiss and cry quite a bit in that event. Yeah. Well, the fourth Junior Grand Prix in Osaka, Japan, the roster were announced for that, and that is September 13th to the 16th. There's no pairs in this event. Um, for the men, Shunzuki Nakamura um, will be leading the uh, men's event. Mao Shimada um, for the women. Looking forward to seeing her. And dance. Another head-to-head between Leah Nesset and Arda Markolov and Selena Fragi and John Hans Forno. Here is a date to add on your calendar if you're planning to go to Worlds in Montreal and you did not get tickets. Day tickets, single day tickets for Montreal Worlds are going on sale on August 24th. So in two days from our published date. So make sure you check the link that's in our show notes because we have more information on that. Yes. Well, moving on to some recent articles and interviews, the ISU did an interview with Eric Rafford about what life is like after competing. Golden Skate has a video interview with Ted Barton and Mark Hanready as they talk about the 1980s rhythm dances. I have not had a chance to watch it, but I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Yes, I think that's going to be the video I watch before the start of the Junior Grand Prix this week. Um, I'll make time to squeeze it in during my work day to uh, watch that video. But yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say about these 1980s rhythm dance. Because I know my opinion has changed a little bit up and down. I'm kind of like, I was really gung-ho on these 1980s rhythm dances. And then, I don't know, I'm... I'm hoping someone's going to still come out with something different, but we're seeing the same stuff, unfortunately. I am still excited about the rhythm dances. I just was hoping for a few more deep cuts Mm -hmm. of music because I think there's so much more than Paula Abdul, Jada Jackson, Michael (laughs) Jackson, and Prince. Yeah. So I appreciate them as artists so much. However... Um, yeah, I wanted more. So I guess we'll we'll see. We haven't seen the international teams yet. And I'm right. wondering what the 80s mean to them. Like yeah. their coaches and the people putting together their programs. Yeah. Well, Golden Skate also had an- another article and a video with Gislin Braun uh, about Life is Action is the title of the article. Anything GOEs has a fantastic article by Anna Keller about the future of pairs. Now, this is only part one of this article, and I went through it. Um, I did get a chance to read it. It's very in-depth. There are opinions and thoughts that Anna asked athletes about throughout last season, about the development of pairs and the low numbers. There's a lot of fantastic information in this article. So, again, it'll be in your show notes. Go check it out. Well... The ABC7 Bay Area did an interview with Christy Yamaguchi, and it's about how she pledges to help the island of Maui um, after the devastating wildfires in Maui. Now, Christy and her husband have a home in Maui, and I did uh, 
read the transcript of the interview. I didn't actually watch the video. And their home is okay. And I think I even read that they're offering their home to anyone who needs a place to stay or who has been displaced. So, but she is pledging to help the island. I think she has t-shirts, Maui Strong, um, that they're doing. So um, great to see her helping um, her other home um, in Maui and the, the people there. Well, moving on to social media updates. Wow, this was big news this week. Song Han announced his retirement from competitive skating on Weibo. I believe it's due to the, his multiple injuries. I think originally he had thought about going to the Olympics in 2026, but is no longer going to pursue that. And we wish him the very best. Sway and Han were a very, they're a very special team with beautiful qualities. They've mm-hmm. put out some amazing performances. There's so much emotion in every program that they perform and they will be missed on the competitive scene. Yeah. They're winning gold at the Beijing Olympics was like the ending we needed for those mm-hmm. games. After everything that happened during those games, that was just, I couldn't stop smiling at the end of the Beijing Olympics. And, you know, I first was wondering, oh, why are we ending with pairs? And that was the reason we ended with pairs. It was the moment we needed for them. So I'm going to miss seeing them um, compete. We don't know if we will compete with somebody else um, or what. But, yeah, um, wishing him the best of luck, wishing them both the best of luck in, in what's next for them. So. Well, Jonathan Rogers announced on his Instagram story that his new partner, Anya Lavarova, has decided to retire from skating due to medical reasons. Jonathan says he is looking for a new partner. Now, Anya and Jonathan competed at the Dallas Classic where they finished in fourth. Daphne, you did get to see them. Unfortunately, it's um, sad that this partnership came to such a short ending here, but wishing them both the best. I feel fortunate to have gotten to see their performances there because they certainly caused a buzz in the arena because uh, it's a new partnership and you never know how teams are going to place. But Jonathan looked very happy out there and he and Anya skated, you know, they had two decent performances. They finished fourth overall and that was a pretty deep field of teams. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian Boitano and Jason Brown were in Columbus this week to promote the 2024 U.S. Championships. Brian was also scouting locations for Boitano's Lounge at Nationwide Arena. wonder if we should try to decide. <laughs> Let's get a map out and, and see where he might put it and then um, poll our listeners, maybe. See yeah. what they think. I want to know if any of our listeners went to his Boitano Lounge in San Jose. And tried yeah. his his cocktails and the food and all of that. If anyone did, let us know what you thought of it and if you will do it in Columbus. Yeah. It was exciting to see the photos of Columbus. It was getting me excited for Columbus in January. So Me too. I'm excited for even just going to Bloomington for the Ice Dance Final is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Well, I'm excited for this one here too, that Medicine Chalk is starting Medicine Chalk Design to share her passion for costume design with the skating community. And anyone can book a consultation with Madison and she included her email and we'll put that in our show notes. But I'm glad she's doing this because I think this is a good way for her to kind of, I think this is what she's going to do when she and Evan are done competing. I think she is going to go into the costume, costume route for skating. And I can't wait to see more of her designs on other skaters, not just on her own. Um, so I'm really excited for this and I can't wait to see what she comes up with for her and Evan this season or what they come up with, what she comes up with for other skaters as well. So I know I'm excited about that too. I feel like it's been a long time coming. I think over the last, you know, more than a decade, she has had an opportunity to kind of hone her craft and her design skills and also been working. She's been working with uh, Matthew Caron in Montreal and he, you know, in the creation of these elaborate detailed costumes. And I think she, you know, probably feels ready to be able to do this. So I'm excited to, to see what she comes up with for other teams. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And maybe she doesn't stick with, with ice dance. Maybe she does the other disciplines as well. So Yeah, yeah. So Nadia Bashinska posted on social media that, unfortunately, she and Peter had to withdraw from an event they were planning to compete in in Kitchener due to her back injury. She has taken time to recover before they head off to Skate Canada's high performance camp. Well, Piper Gillis posted that she is going to be walking on September 10th in Burlington, Ontario for the Ovarian Cancer Canada Walk of Hope. And her fundraising goal is $2,500. And we will put a link in our show notes if you would like to donate to um, Piper's fundraising page and um, for her support of the Ovarian Cancer Walk. So moving on to program announcements again, please check out our website for um, a collection of all the program music that has been announced. Um, ISU is updating BIOS, so with BIOS comes program music, and I am updating it on our website, so check it out there. I did update music for Jason Brown, Ilya Malinin, Camden Polkinen, Caroline and Green and Michael Parsons, Emily Brady and Ian Somerville, just to name a few, so definitely go check it out. The links are in our show notes. And moving on to events taking place in the upcoming week. So from August 23rd through the 26th, Skate Canada is hosting its first adult training camp. It's going to be taking place in Montreal, Quebec. As we mentioned already, the Junior Grand Prix is taking place in Bangkok, Thailand as well. Yes, and we've got some NQS events, one from August 24th to the 26th, and I like the name of this one, the Battle of the Blades, taking place in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and that is an NQS for singles and pairs. The Sherwood Invitational, which is an NQS for singles, is going to take place in Sherwood, Oregon, from August 24th through the 27th. The Atlanta Open, it's an NQS event for singles, is taking place August 25th to the 27th in Alpharetta, Georgia, and Melanie will be there as the event photographer, so say hi to Melanie if you're going to be at the Atlanta Open. 
And August 23rd through the 28th, U.S. skaters, who will be competing at Grand Prix events this year, will be headed to Las Vegas for U.S. Champs Camp. That brings us to the end of our planned content. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Well, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com on social media, including the site formerly known as Twitter, at this WK in skating, and then Facebook and Instagram, it's This Week in Skating. We're also on Threads, which is the new social media platform from Meta. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support that we have received via email and social media. We did get a message from Brenda on Instagram who said, Loved having Kat give a report. Definitely more of this. Thank you, Brenda. (laughs) We plan to do this as much as we can throughout the season. Our goal with the podcast wasn't to give um, actual event reports, but when we have the opportunity to have a correspondent calling in, we will definitely do so again. Yes. So moving on to our mailbag. As I mentioned last week, our discussion with Tatiana Flade got me thinking about magazines. And so the question of the week was... Do you subscribe to a skating magazine? If so, which one? Or what was the last skating magazine you subscribed to? So Buddy Star on the site formerly known as Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, said, I subscribed to Blades on Ice until it folded. This was disappointing. I still have them from the mid-1990, mid-1995. I did IFS and skating for a couple years, but they weren't as good as Blades on Ice. Blades on Ice has these beautiful photos. Yes. Like, it's just, it was so photo heavy. The photos were always, you know, just big and, yeah, full page photographs. I just, I I agree. Um, I miss Mm -hmm. Blades. So Deb Greca on Instagram said, my daughter subscribes to Skating Magazine. They are delivered to my house and are sitting in a stack. <laughs> yeah, that's like me. I have a stack. <laughs> Yours keeps growing because Anne is cleaning out in an attempt to move and she keeps sending them to you. Yes. And I forgot there was, I don't know what competition it was, but somebody left a whole bunch of old magazines in the bathroom, in a woman's bathroom. I don't know if it was Greensboro Nationals, San Jose. It was a recent, maybe Nashville. It was a recent one, and they were kind of just up for grabs. And I know I think I might have taken one or two. My mom took a few because we were like, okay, you know, no one wants these magazines. We'll take them. So, um, yeah, so if you do have a stack of magazines that you don't want anymore, um, that's a good place, you know, place to bring them to people who may want them. Leave them in a woman's bathroom and they'll be gone at a skating event. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> or I'm right now getting Anne giving them all to me, which is fine. I have a beautiful magazine rack right to the left of me. Not that you can see it. And I have my magazines in there and in other places too. And I like having it for now and then I'll pass it on to somebody else too and so that we just keep that archive that history going so and Kat our correspondent from last week wrote on Instagram that she loved her Blades on Ice subscription she had it in the mid 90s in the 90s and she goes 
I remember running home from the school bus to see if it had come in the mail. I was addicted. Aww. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks, Buddy, Deb, and Kev for sending in answers to our question. Next week will be our last mailbag because we are moving into the competitive season. And so the mailbag was something we brought along for the summer. It's been very well received. So we'll probably be bring it back at some point. But here is your question. So we have recorded 96 episodes as of recording this one. It's amazing, <laughs> right? It's crazy. My question to you is... Which episode of This Week in Skating has been your favorite? Do you like our weekly episodes or do you love the interviews more? Let us know. We're really yeah. interested in what you guys have to say. Yeah. In what you all have to say. Yeah. So we like to end our episode with a spotlight on what our respective websites are doing. For me, over at IDC, we did a solo dance interview with Amanda Urban. She's heading to Solo Nationals in a couple of weeks. It's great to learn more about her and her training. We have photos from the Sun Valley Ice Show that took place on July 22nd. And I will have photos from Thailand. And I'm sure I've got one or two articles to post this week in the new team series. She's busy over there at IDC. I am. <laughs> I was traveling a little bit, so FSO was a little quiet, but I have Cranberry Cup photos up on our website, and um, I still have some more. I have some of the juniors, and I don't know when those will go up because I need to kind of finish up some of the athlete websites here that I've been working on. So yeah, and then of course now, we, now we're getting going into the Junior Grand Prix, so hopefully we'll have some stuff coming there as well. So Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, to see what you post next. Yeah. Well, before we sign off, we wanted to give one last plug for the GoFundMe that's going on. Do you remember Tatiana Flade was on talking about Pirouette World Edition? They've made over half of the money that they need to be able to pull off the edition. And there's still time to donate an amount that you feel is um, affordable for you. I donated so that I could get the first issue. And as Tatiana mentioned, if they do not raise the amount of money specified in the Kickstarter, everyone will receive their money back. They will get a refund. Um, I'm hoping that they do make it. I It could be close. I feel like if we just need skating fans to to do this, like to step up and do it. And so, you know, we'll see. Probably, you know, by our next episode, they'll be nearing the end of the campaign. So we'll know how much is left for them to raise. Yeah. I got to do it still. I got to get, you know, and put in for my Kickstarter. So this was a good reminder um, for me to donate. Um, and if you were someone who really liked Blades on Ice or any of those other magazines that were out there, um, I think this one is going to be, it's not going to be coming out as much as Blades on Ice or IFS came out, it's going to be just like a big, you know, maybe two a year, Twice I think a is, year. What yeah, yeah. is what Tatiana said. But it's going to have those long, in-depth stories in the great photography. Um, so if you really missed those 
magazines that we had back in the 90s, um, definitely consider supporting um, Pirouette World Edition um, so that you can get this new magazine and um, feel the void, you know, fill the void that you miss from those other magazines. Well, with that, Gina, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a nice week! <laughs>